great day? Isn't it beautiful? It is the day that what? The Lord has made. We will what? Rejoice and be what? And be glad in it. If you're rejoicing, raise your hands. If you're glad, wave one to the Lord. Say, God, I thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad in it. Amen. Glory, glory, glory to God. So we're thankful to him. Glad to see you this morning. Glad you're here this morning. Amen. And, and God's getting the glory out of you being here. You're positioning yourself for the blessing of God to come into your life mightily. Say, I would be needing that. I would be needing that. Amen. Glory to God. Glad to see you this morning. And um, God is awesome, doing great things. Amen. And uh, we're grateful to him for that. Uh, we have been ministering the word of these last few weeks about getting results. Getting what? Getting the results that you know you what? Should be getting. Getting the results that you know you should be getting from your relationship with the Lord. Amen? And one of the things that, that, that we've been doing also in this season is developing ourselves in praise and worship. Developing ourselves in praise and worship. Why? Because it's, it's a weapon of our warfare. Because it's powerful. Because it's, it's supernatural. Amen? It is supernatural. What, what do I mean when I say it's supernatural? It's supernatural in that when you praise God, when you worship God, he will come and show up. Thank you. He will come and show up. When you praise him, he comes. The word says he inhabits the praises of his people. So what does that mean? That means he's in the middle of it. Amen. Amen. Say, I be needing my results. Amen. So if you be needing your results, then you've got to develop in the things that we've been teaching all summer long. Develop in praise. Anybody been working on it not when you're not here? Develop in worship. Anybody been working on it? See, that? I saw two hands like this. No, I'm talking about working on it. Amen. You can't get results from it if you don't work on it. Amen. And it's, and it's all about uh, 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 releasing yourself from the need for feeling. Because you can worship with no feelings. You can worship with no emotions. And the praise and the worship will change your emotions. When you do what? Sacrifice. How many of you were here last Sunday heard about a sacrifice of praise? Amen? A sacrifice is something that your flesh may not want to do, but you know the power of it, so you give it. Amen? Anybody been praising and worshiping this week? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody needed to praise and worship this week? <laughs> Anybody need to sacrifice this week? I'm just going to tell you right now that after I ministered that word last week, I had to practice it. Because the devil was mad as fire. But I was fired up. And every time he said no, I just pumped the music higher, louder. Hallelujah. And I was dancing by myself. Because the devil was the man, because he don't want you free in praise. He doesn't want you free in worship. He doesn't want you to understand the sacrifice of praise and the power in it. So he was mad at me. I said, oh, oh, that's how it's going to be? That's how you're going to show up in my life? Tear up everything, take this, take, try to take this, take that, and the other? Oh, oh, so that's what it's going to be. So you just want me to praise, don't you? That's what, you, that's, that's what you really want? You want so, okay, that's what you're going to get. So I was in my room by myself. I was in my room by myself. Hallelujah. By myself. I, I, I did that song. He turned it. The devil tried to turn it backwards. I was, no, uh-uh, he turned it. And I was in my room doing this. He turned it. 
he turned it. <laughs> yes, there were times in my life when I thought I would never make it. Ah, but he turned it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that was called a sacrifice. Because the devil was coming against me hard. And I didn't feel like praising. I didn't feel like worshiping. I didn't feel like dancing. But I know the power of the sacrifice of praise. So I gave it. And I'm here today. <laughs> hey, glory to God. All of my needs are met. All of my desires are coming to pass. I sacrifice praise, sacrifice worship. Use that weapon and win over the adversary. I got some results. I'm determined to have the results that I should have. I will not be denied. But you'll be denied if you don't practice, if you don't apply. Praise means you got to open up your mouth. Amen. And when you're in here with all of us, it sounds real good. When you're at the house by yourself and you open your mouth, it sounds dry as corn shucks. You know what I'm saying? It sounds real dry. Praise the Lord. God, I praise you. I bless you, Lord. It don't, sound, it don't feel so, but I just praise you, Lord. See, that don't sound good to you. But if it's coming from your heart to him, it's the most glorious heavenly music. Amen? So, so, so we're going to the next level where we understand the sacrifice of praise. Amen? And then we practice it so we can win. Amen? Was I the only one that got attacked last week? <laughs> Am I the only one that gave a sacrifice last week? Well, it worked, don't it work? It worked if you work it. Amen. If you work it, it will work. Amen. Who's got praise music in the car? On the phone? In the house? Amen. Somebody got them wireless things you stick in your ears? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Changing atmosphere. Why, why do we need to change atmosphere? Because the devil is the prince of the power of the air. So you have to take authority over the air and change it. When it gets hot and humid in my house, I need to change the air. Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> Bring that nice dry cool in there. Amen. And so that's what we do in this spirit. We change the atmosphere. Sometimes when we come in here, it's other stuff been in, been in this air before we got here. Right? So when we come and praise and we're trying to change the atmosphere so that God can come in here, show up, show out for you. So you can go out of here and be a blessing to somebody else representing. Representing Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So today we're continuing to press in so that we can get the results that we should be getting. Amen. So you're not frustrated. Anybody been frustrated? Like, dog, I went to church and I, I didn't do me no good. I gave an offering, but I'm broke. I'll never be broke. Another day in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to get the results I'm supposed to get. Amen? Amen. So we're going to keep pressing into this message. How many of you get in the podcast? If you're not getting it, shame on you. Get it. Get up on it. Amen? And there are going to be two new ones on there this week. So you can get the word in you so it can come up out of you. Hallelujah. Getting the results you know that you should. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, uh, um, some, so, so, so we said that, that uh, 
your praise and your worship, if it, if it doesn't keep growing and progressing, then you don't get the results that you should. Uh, before that, we talked about your giving. If you're not paying your tithe unto the Lord, that's hindering the results you should be getting. Because the word says, uh, uh, if you pay your tithe, he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. So if the devourer is eating up all your stuff, and you ain't tithing, don't be in wonderland. Just shift over and pay your tithe. And position yourself for the blessing. Amen? If you're not loving other people like, you, like the word says, it's, it's affecting your results. Amen? Say, Lord, help me. Because everybody ain't lovable. <laughs> Amen? But I want my results. Amen? Uh, and, and, and so today we wanna, we're going to tap into something else uh, that could be affecting the results you should be getting. Amen? Maybe you are tithing. Praise the Lord. We thank God for that. Maybe you are a giver. Thank the Lord for that. Maybe you are being loving and sweet to people even if they're not being sweet back to you. Somebody said, yeah, that did happen to me. Got on my last nerve. I, I don't want to talk to them no more. Wait a minute. Well, you're Jesus. I am Jesus. Say, I am Jesus. Amen. He's in there. Keep letting him out. Amen. I, I, I'm praising and I'm worshiping, but still, like, and I'm, I'm doing all that. And if you're doing all that, it's great and wonderful. Uh, but, but sometimes it could be uh, something else hindering your, your getting the results. Amen. And, and uh, as, the, as the Lord has gifted us, sometimes we can see that there's something else hindering your results. And, and one of those things that could be hindering your results is uh, uh, stuff happens. We talked about that, right? Difficult things happen, problems come up, don't they? They arise and, 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 and stuff goes down that we did not expect. Stuff we were expecting, it didn't happen. And so we get upset about it, right? And, and, and uh, we're living in the blame age. We're living in the blame age, like, like, like that's all you hear. Well, well, who's to blame for this? And who's to blame for that? And, and who are we going to pin this on? Because somebody, somebody did something. Somebody's responsible for this, and, and we're going to find out who it is, and then we're going to do something about that, or do something about them, or take them out. Soon as I find out, we're going to take them to court. Soon as I find out, I'm going to slash their tires. Hold up, wait a minute. Soon as I find out, I'm going to cuss them out. Wait a minute, Christian people. Soon as I find out, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You might hold all, all them pieces, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need all of them pieces. Why? Because we're living in the age of blame. I'm not responsible. Somebody else is. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not, see, if it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't be in this situation. See, see, what had happened was, uh, I was there with them, but, but I really didn't do what they did. I just, I just drove the car. Accessory. <laughs> we, we don't, we want to put the blame some, somewhere. So we're living in that blame place. We're living in that blame as you hear all over the news. Well, well, you know, if it wasn't for those people, I'd be all that. If it wasn't for them people, I'd be all this. And they, they holding me down. They holding me back. Day, 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 day. Ain't even no such word as day. <laughs> I know y'all say, the teacher's saying day, day, day. I, I'm saying what y'all say. I ain't saying what... We're in a blame age. Blame somebody. Put it on somebody. And so when the, when the bad things happen and the challenging things happen and the, and the challenges come in our lives and the hard just happens and the unexpected happens and, and, and the disaster happens and, and the things that make us hurt and cry happen, sometimes our praise and our worship and our giving and our serving is hindered because we want to blame God. And we do. Well, God, how come you didn't? Well, God, God, how come this 
happen to me? Well, how, how, how come? Somebody got to be responsible. Well, look, you, 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 you could have done, you could have done that different, God. You could, you could, you could have done something other than than what had happened. So, 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 so sometimes what 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 Pastor and I see is people with their hands raised like this. Why? Because like, okay, I'm supposed to praise the Lord, but down on the inside, I'm upset. I wanted that job. I told everybody it was mine. And I didn't get it. I'm gonna give an offering. 50 cent. Because I got the job that I was supposed to get. I, if I would have got that job, then I'd be, be all good with tithing, but I didn't get that job. Whatever. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. Worship leader say, raise your hand. I'm tired. Raising no hands. Shoot. Trying to figure out. I'm gonna get some gas money. What's up with you, God? I'm praising you. For what? You show up, I'll see what I can do. Because we experience disappointments. Amen? And in your heart, you may know God is all good, but, but in your in stuff that's going down, it's like, this, this ain't so good. Right? Because we're human. Right? Even Jesus. Say, even Jesus. knew what he signed up for, willingly did it. But when he got to the, to the real, the real, real, real down in it, even Jesus said, my God, my God, why? Have you blessed me so greatly? Is that what he said? No, what did he say? Why has thou what? Because the circumstance made him think, made him feel, made him feel, made him feel like he had been forsaken. But blame and anger can get deeper to the place where bitterness rises and resentment rises. And when you see somebody else blessed, then you then you more mad than you already was. Well, how come they got? How come they getting? How come they rising? How come they, how come they getting promoted? How come they, how come they driving the, the Mercedes and I'm catching the bus? Bitterness and resentment rises and then it's affecting our results. <clears throat> All right, let's look in our Bibles. Hebrews chapter 12. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. You got your Bible? Is it open? Can you see it? <laughs> Enlarge it. You don't need no magnifying glass now. You got that fancy phone. Thank the Lord. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 says, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. What does that mean? That means when bitterness gets on the inside of you, it's going to bring trouble with it. It's going to trouble your mind. It's going to trouble your circumstances. It's going to trouble your thought life. Which means you're not going to be thinking right. It's going to color your conscious thoughts. It's going to color what comes out of your mouth. And that root of bitterness, if it springs up in you, it's going to block your praise. It's going to block your worship. It's going to block your prayer life. It's going to block all of those things. Because what do we know about God? While we're, while we're upset and, and wondering why and blaming God for this and blaming God for that, what do we know about him? We know that he's good all the time and all the time God is good. We know that he's, we know that he's love. The Bible says he's loved us with an everlasting love. The love that doesn't run out, the love that doesn't go away, the love that doesn't quit, the love that doesn't leave us. We know that he'll never leave us. In his word, he said, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Doesn't he say that? Here's the other thing that you need to know about God, and that is, uh, he has to work. He has to work around something that he gave you. In your life, he has to work around something that he gave you. He has to work around the free will that he gave you. He has to work around the free will that he gave all of us. Nobody's left out of having free will. And we like the fact that we have free will. I can do what I want to do. Ain't nobody tell me. We like that. When I get grown, I'm going to do what I want. Ain't nobody, my mom ain't going to tell me no more what to do. <laughs> so, 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 so he has to work around something that he gave to everybody, free will. And if everybody were using their free will in alignment with his word, it would be all good. But everybody's not using their free will in alignment with his word. They're using their free will in alignment with their own word. I'm going to the club. I'm going to get that girl. I'm going to get that guy. Yeah, but he's mad. What, what does that matter? He looks like everything I want, so. We use our free will that way. And so, we're, and, and so God has to work around something that he gave us, free will. And, some, and, and the thing that, that's, that's kind of bad about it is that other people's free will affects us. Other people's free will affects us. Amen? You, you think that the person that, you, that, that you're in relationship with, the person that you're married to, they're just going to be lockstep with you from now until Jesus come. They got a free will. That's where you don't like it so well. God has to work around our free will. And if we were all in lockstep with him, then it would be all good. But everybody's not in lockstep with him. Some people don't even know the Lord, do they? And they operate, and they still got free will. So if they want to get drunk and get behind the wheel of a car and drive and crash into you, their free will is in operation. Then what does God have to come in there and do? And he saves you. 
heals you, puts you back together again, despite the fact that somebody was reckless with their free will. Amen? Amen. So sometimes, sometimes with that, why is this and why is it, it, God has to work around free will because he doesn't take anybody's free will from them. I know you wish he would. So you get you a little robot to do everything you say, when you say, and how you say. But he doesn't take anybody's free will away from them. So he has to work around it in relating to us and in directing us and in ordering our steps and in ordering our lives. And when we think about our lives, uh, uh, it, it hasn't been all a bed of roses. When you think about your upbringing, somebody had a perfect upbringing, somebody else didn't. But, but, when you, but, but, but you're here today. And if you reflect on the grace of God on your life, you will see and know that he was working on your behalf in the midst of it. Elsewise, you wouldn't be here today. In the face of hardness and trials and horrible things, what are we to do so that we can still get the results that we should? Should we blame God? No. The Bible said, should we be angry? Maybe. Some things that have happened, you should be angry about them. But the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Meaning what? It's okay to be angry. It ain't okay to cross over into sin. Because you're angry. Amen? Don't neglect God's wishes just because you're angry. Or just because something didn't go the way you wanted it to. Because it'll block the results you're supposed to have. Now in the Bible, God had some people. Y'all know God had some people? In the Bible, and he got some people right now say, I'm one of them. Amen. In the Bible, uh, uh, the, the Lord had some people, and they were called the, the Hebrews, the Israel, Israelite people, right? And the Lord made up his mind long, long time ago to have a close relationship with them. A what? Close relationship with them. He declared to them that you belong to me. And, and I will lead you in the way that you should go. I'll protect you. I'll guide you with my eye. You are mine. I love you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll always be there for you. You are my elect people, my very own. And so he did bless them greatly. He made them a nation. He took a tri tribes of people, pulled them together, and turned them into a nation. And he used Abraham, Isaac, Jacob to establish a nation. Say nation. He established a nation of people that he could bless, that he could put his hand on them, and that everybody in the world would know they belong to God. And so he together a nation of people, and he pronounced blessing over them. And began to provide for them. They began to increase and to grow and to multiply. And, 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 and in the midst of all of that, they started wandering off. We talked about that before, didn't we? Wandering off. They were the most blessed people on the face of the earth. God as their father their provider. When they went into the wilderness and there was no food, he created food out of nothing, didn't he? He let manna fall from the sky so he could make bread out of it. Correct? Correct. When, when they started in, intermingling and interfacing with other nations and other people, intermarrying with them and doing all kind of crazy stuff with them, they, they, put, they position, positioned themselves to go into bondage under Egypt. 
And then when they got out of the bondage in Egypt, they began to cry and cry out to the Lord, Lord, save us. Lord, help us. God, 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 come and save us. So he raised up Moses. Didn't he raise up Moses? Amen. And, and he used Moses to bring them out of captivity in Egypt. So he brought them out with Moses leading them till they get to the Red Sea. And when they get to the Red Sea, what happens to it? It opens up, right? And they walk through the sea on dry ground. Is that natural? That's supernatural. So they go through on dry, and when they get on the other side, it's like, here's your land. And they were, they were dancing and all that, and then after a while they were like, Man, you mean we got to work out here? We got to, we, we got to, we, we got we to do stuff, we got to work? We ain't, we ain't know what's going to be no work up in Bob up in this. So then they started whining and complaining. Whining and complaining. Why can't we be back in bondage? And they said, would to God that we, we, we would have died. And why can't we go back and get some watermelon? And Lee, I mean, Lee's back, Lee's back in Egypt. Yeah, we were slaves, but, but, we, but we had plenty to eat. We had fried chicken and watermelon and biscuits and all that. Out here, we just did, we making it on this manna. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of dry, you know what I'm saying? Moses, what's up? Can you tell God that maybe he can get us back across the river to cause, you know, out here? It's not what we expected. It's not what we anticipated. Yeah, God is great. He let the death angel pass over us before we left Egypt. And all their firstborn died and all of ours are right here with us. That was all good. That was all good. The plagues didn't, didn't affect us. That was all good. We came across the, the Red Sea. That was all good. But now, shoot, man, you know, we need, we need a little something more than this right here. It's hot. Watermelon would be good. So they began to, to whine and complain. Because then they begin, they begin to forget that God is good, that God is love, that he already provided for them. He already delivered, delivered them. And so then they just start, they start when they, the Lord said, this is your land, but you're going to have to take it. You're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to do what? Fight for it. Take it, fight for it. Because some other folks are there and uh uh, they can be moved out, but you're going to have to move them. And they were like, say what? Why didn't you do that before we got here? It's yours, but you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to take it. He's saying that to you. There's some stuff that's yours, and you sit, you like this. Okay, bring it. Bring it. He's saying, no, it's yours, but you're going to have to fight for it. Well, man, if I got to fight for it, I, I don't even know if I really wanted it that bad you know, at all. So, they, 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 so instead of fighting as they were supposed to, they started thinking about, let's get me, a, let, I, I, I think, well, those, look at those people. We got to move them out. But they, they kind of got to, they kind of worship this statue. And, and that's, a, that's a nice statue right there. I, uh, I, I want to worship like they worship. So that's what they started doing, worshiping idols. Moses, poor Moses, he, he all toe up. He, he's like, oh my God, I done brought them out here. The Lord blessed them real good, and now they done lost their minds. So he goes to the Lord and, and prays, and oh God, please don't kill them because they done lost their mind, they're going crazy, they worshiping idols, they sacrificing, to, they won't sacrifice no worship, they won't sacrifice no praise, but they're sacrificing lambs and all this to idols. 
And when they come back, when Moses come back from praying, seeing the face of God, they're down there dancing, melting down their jewelry so they can give it to a statue. They made themselves a golden calf. Y'all know about that, right? Why? Because they were mad. They wanted to blame God for why, why they got to work, why they got to sweat, why they got to fight, why they got to take what belongs to them. They kept, they, 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 every time God would do something for them, they'd be happy, 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 joy, joy. Every time something go bad, I'm through with you, God. They, 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 they were in relationship with God, but they wanted it to be a kindergarten relationship. Kindergarten relationship is, uh, uh, you didn't let me play with the block, so you ain't my friend no more. I ain't playing with you. I, I ain't bothered with you. I'm going to let somebody else be my friend. I'm going to let somebody else be my God. They wandered off. They left their first love. Their first love was God. But they left their first love. And when they left their first love, they couldn't get the results that they were supposed to get. Have you left your first love? The one who loved you first, who gave his life for you? Because then they, they, they moved over into, and so the Lord, they, the, the Lord would cause them to repent, and they repent, <coughs> they get themselves together, and then it'd be all good again for a while. They go off the rails again and again and again. They moved over into uh, backsliding. Who's heard that word before? Who done told somebody else you were in a backslidden condition? You're going to hell if you don't quit your backsliding. They, they, move, they move themselves into to the place of backsliding. You know what backsliding is? Backsliding is lose interest in God. Lose interest. In God. Doesn't mean that they didn't belong to God anymore. It's just that they lost interest in Him. We like this statue. We like this golden calf. We like this, we like, we like what they got. Lose interest in God. And 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 so 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 we're Christian people and we come to church and come into church hearing the word, it feeds our souls, doesn't it? And we feel great when the word feeds our souls. But when the word is coming to feed us, we're supposed to release it to somebody else. So what happens when you feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word, feed on the word, come to church, come to church, come to church, and don't give it to nobody? You know what happens? You become stagnant. And when you become stagnant, that'll take you to backsliding. Because the word's going in, but you're not giving it any way to get out to others. Apply it to your life. So some people come to church all the time, but are backslidden. They don't have any interest in God. I'll serve God when I feel like it. I'll serve God when it's convenient for me. I'll go to church on the first and third Sunday, second and fourth, y'all on your own. Are you coming to church backslidden? We talked about the book of Psalms in the Bible. Where is it in the Bible? Hmm? Old Testament, in the, right? If you had a paper Bible, it'd be like halfway, right? Let the Bible fall open and be in the book of Psalms, right? Amen. And the book of Psalms is about relationship with God. It's about, and it's about real relationship with God. Because in the book of Psalms, how many of you ever read the book of Psalms? Three hands? What in the world? What kind of church is this? Okay. The book of Psalms uh, has, how, how, how many of you read the whole book, the whole thing? Anybody ever read the whole 
book of Psalms? Okay. That's a good, that's a good assignment. Read the whole book. Gonna take you a while. You can't do it all in one day that you don't do nothing else, okay? How many, does anybody know how many chapters are in the book of Psalms? 150. Some are long, some are short. There's one in there that has two verses. You know which one that is? No, that's right. I ain't going to tell you. I, when you start reading it, when you find out, then you let me know. Okay? You're going to have to read a while to get to that one that got two verses. I learned that when I was in elementary school. When I was growing up in school, uh, they let you read the Bible in school every day. Anybody grew up then when you could read the Bible in school? Who could read the Bible in school every day? And the teacher would let us read the Bible. And, uh, and so one day it was my turn to read the Bible. And uh, most of the time we were reading out the book of Psalms in the public school. Glory to God, I need to bring it back. And, uh, and, and so when it was my turn, I'm looking through, and I happened to see this one, book, this one chapter in the book of Psalms that had two verses. I said, that's the one I'm going to read today. I never forgot it. Amen? So the book of Psalms is about a relationship with God, a real relationship with God. And, some of the, and all of the chapters are what? What are they? Songs. They were written to be what? Sung. Okay, um, and some of them are happy songs. Some of them are sad songs. Some of them are joyous songs. Some of them are angry songs. Some of them, some of them are songs that make, that, that the person was smiling when they wrote it. Some of them were songs that people were crying when they wrote it. Why is that? Because they want to communicate to you that a relationship with God is a full one. And there's space in it for every range of emotion that we as human beings have. But it starts with a happy psalm. Psalm number one. It ends with a happy Psalm 150. It's all about praise. In between, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Why? Why would the Lord put that in his word for us? So that we would understand he knows how you feel, but through him, he wants you to know he loves you, he'll take care of you, he'll never leave you, he'll straighten out your attitude. Amen. There's lots of blame going on in there too. God, you did this and you, he ain't done none of that stuff. Amen. Read the book of Psalms. It's about relationship with God, a relationship that's real. Say real. And a real relationship with God is just like a real relationship with another person. Everything don't always go good. So, so we should expect that sometimes everything's not going to go right. And not immediately say, well, God, you did, you did the bad thing. You did the wrong thing. Uh-uh, 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 hold up. John 16, 33, look at it. We have to mature in our relationship with God so that when bad things happen, terrible things happen, we don't go to the place of blaming God so that we hit the results that we should be getting. Because when you go through hard stuff, his compassion is there. His grace is there. His comfort is there. His love is there. His presence will bring you through if you let it. John 16, 33. Are you there? You there? Okay, ready? Everybody read. Go. In the world you shall have what? No, don't say, oh, in the world you shall have what? 
tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have what? Overcome the world. In the world, who's speaking these words? Who's speaking those words? Jesus is speaking those words, and he's saying, in the world you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So in the relationship with him, you have to know that if ugly stuff happens, tribulation happens, he's overcome the world, you will overcome the world, and he'll help you to do it. Don't wander off if you want results. Psalm 119 and verse 10. Are you there? And it says, who's not there yet? Raise your hand, you're not there. I want everybody to put your eyes on this word. Okay? It says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Everybody see that? Okay, everybody read it. Ready, go. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Why? Because his commandments are designed to position us for the results we know we should be getting. His, his commandments are designed to position us for his best. Position us for his blessing. Position us for his comfort, even when we need it. Don't wander off if you want results. Stay close to Jesus to get the results you should. The Bible says he, Jesus was tempted in all points like as we are, right? What does that mean? He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Meaning what? He was tested the same way we are. Stuff happened that he didn't know was fixing to go down the way it went down. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Meaning what? He didn't, he didn't cross over into blaming God, dissing God. Kicking him to the curb. Don't wander. Pour out your heart in truth to the Lord. Like Jesus did before he went to the cross. He didn't say, you know, get me out, Jesus, get me out. He didn't say, Father, take the wheel. He said, help a brother out. Help me. I thought, I, I, I said I would do this, and I'm going to do it, and, and, but uh, in my humanity, this, this is a bit much you're asking of a brother to do. So what did he, he poured out his heart. Amen? If you went through challenges and difficulties, when, when that happens, we're supposed to pour out our heart, not hold it in. Oh my, not hold it in. Because that holding it in turns into a grudge turns into bitterness, turns into resentment. Pour it out. Do what with it? Pour it out. The hard thing, the tragedy, the difficulty, the frustration, the irritation, the aggravation, the disappointment. Pour it out. Just like Jesus did before he went to the cross. Last scripture, Psalm 62. Psalm 62 and verse 8. Psalm 62, verse 8. Are you there? Who's there? Okay, great. Ready? Everybody, read. 
He's a refuge for us. You can pour it out to him. Hebrews 4.15 says we, we don't have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He can feel what, what you're feeling. He knows what it feels like to be disappointed. He knows what it feels like to be grieved. He knows what it feels like to be angry. He knows what it feels like. So when you're feeling it and you pour it out to him, he can be touched by it. And when he's touched by it, he will come and minister to you. And when he ministers to you, it's like nobody else. It's like nobody else. His presence will come where you are. His love will reach where you are and let you know that he does love you. He does care. He is going to work it out for your good. He can be touched. Become a good Samaritan. Don't hold stuff. Let it go. Don't hold the bad stuff in. Don't hold the good stuff in. The bad stuff, release, pour it out to God. The good stuff, share it with somebody else. Because giving away positions you for results to come to you. You see some people walking in constant blessing. Anybody know somebody's walking in blessing like all the time? When they going through stuff, they still blessed. Every day, they position themselves by pouring out. Pouring out the bad stuff to God. Pouring out the good stuff to other people. Sharing the love of Jesus. Being a good Samaritan. Anybody ever been a good Samaritan? Anybody ever been blessed by a good Samaritan? Somebody's needing you to bless them right now. In the week that's just coming, that you're going into, somebody needs you to be their good Samaritan. Requires that you pray, ask the Lord, who can I give a good thing to? Who can I give a good word to? Who can I give a good scripture to? Who can I give a compassionate hand, a hug, a touch? Who can I call on the phone and give a Who can I bless? Because it will position you for the results that you should be getting. Don't let the results that you should be getting be blocked by blame. Staying mad, being mad at God. Holding anger, resentment, letting bitterness rise in you. Don't let your results be stopped. He's not our, God is not your problem. He's your problem solver. He's not the one making you sick. He's your healer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He loves you. will never leave you. He can be trusted. You may not understand all the ways that he uses to do what he does, because he had to work around your free will and everybody else's, but he can be trusted. And he will bring supernatural comfort to you, supernatural peace to you, supernatural blessing, supernatural help, because he loves you like that. Get the results that you know you're supposed to. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Somebody's results have been hindered by being blaming God. Not understanding how free will works in the world. Somebody's results have been hindered. Staying bitter and mad and upset. You got a question in your mind that, that been in your mind for 20 years. You ain't got an answer to it yet. You may not get an answer to it. You see him face to face. Hallelujah. But I just want to pray this morning. 
so that so that if if that's if you have that going on in you, you can release it to him. You can pour it out to him so that it no longer hinders the results that you should be getting in your life. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are our Savior, you are our Lord, and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for saving us. We thank you that eternal life belongs to us. And Lord, we just need, we just need you <coughs> to help us as we're living this life. And right now, God, we just want to cast all of our cares over onto you. We want to release, Lord God, anything that we've held on the inside of us against you. You're the one who loves us. And so we just want to release blame against you so we can receive what you have for us. Anger toward you, we want to release it to you, God, right now, so that the results we should be getting, we will receive them into our lives. The questions, Lord God, that we, don't, we, we keep asking, 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 we commit them to you right now. We lay them at your feet. We release them to you, and we trust you, Lord God, to take us on, take us higher, take us past them. We put them on the shelf until it's your time to give us the answer that we seek. In the meantime, God, let us be praisers. Let us be worshipers. Let us love you with our whole heart. Let us serve you with our whole heart, with gladness and joy. We honor you. We magnify you. Lord God, don't let us wander, but bring us back into a right relationship with you. That your blessing can flow in us, into our lives, out of our lives, to benefit somebody else. We bless you right now. Heal us. Heal us, God and make us every way whole on the inside and on the outside. Grow us up to be more like you, to live as Jesus lived in relationship with you. Help us, God. We receive your help now in Jesus' name.